Hello, my name is JP, and I am a priest here at the Sacred Commons. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We are going to be continuing with our Lenten readings. We're reading from St. Alphonsus Liguori, his writings on preparing for death. As we enter into the season of Lent, our attention is turned towards our death, and we are reminded from dust we come and to dust we shall return. Some people might ask, why talk about death? Well, we think that talking about death as Christians is one of the most healthiest things we can undergo in our spiritual formation. When you look at the history of the church, the greatest practitioners and saints throughout the ages, they kept death in sight. They contemplated it. They didn't avoid it. They didn't keep it at a distance. You know, in our culture, we often try at great lengths to keep death out of sight and out of mind. And it's really important that people who practice this way, the way of Christ, that we keep the cross at the center of our attentions, that we keep our baptism at the center of our attentions, and that we contemplate death, not in an unhealthy way. There's a priest named Father Tim Grombach who, who said, We contemplate death, not forgetting how to live because we're only looking how to die, but in the sense that we are only going to know how to live when we keep in sight that we are made for eternity. Chaining our minds to the things of this world and, and pushing off death robs us of clarity. St. Alphonsus, he said, My brother, if you wish to live well, endeavor to live the remainder of your life in the presence of death. Father Grombach mentions a plaque that's posted at a monastery in Greece that kind of has the same message, where it says, If you die before you die, then when you die, you will not die. And this is the gospel, right? We unite ourselves to Christ in his death and baptism. We look towards the cross, knowing that if we are always trying to avoid what is unavoidable, then we're never going to truly live. So our mortality becomes um, something that we meditate upon so that we can follow Christ and obey Christ. Jesus said in Matthew 6, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth. And he talks about this earthly existence where moth and rust consume, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume and thieves can't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Death helps you. It, it reminds you. Contemplating death reminds you of where your treasure is. Matthew 6 goes on. Jesus continues and he teaches on not worrying about the body do not worry about your body do not worry about what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will wear he says gentiles strive for all these things and indeed your heavenly father knows you need them but strive first seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well and then james interestingly in james chapter 4 he says talking about and james deals largely with the issues that afflict the poor. And he deals with the rich and how the rich oppress. But there's an interesting verse in James chapter 4, verse 13, where he says, Come on now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go and do this, go to that city, spend a year there, carry on business here and there, make a profit. He kind of 
grabs our attention and then he he says this well-known verse, you don't know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a vapor, a mist. You appear for a little while and then you vanish. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord is willing, we will live and do this or that. So talking about death is healthy. Keeping our mortality near the center of our attention is healthy. And there is no voice that I have found that does this better than St. Alphonsus in his writings on the preparation for death. I feel like what he does in this work, it's explicit, it's graphic, there's no BS, there's no... um, He just gets right to it. And I love his honesty, I love his brutal honesty. We're going to read from Consideration 1, we're still on Consideration 1, a portrait of a man who has recently gone into the other world. We began with the body on the deathbed, and then he moves to affections and prayers, and today we are on the second point, and this is so graphic, the body in the grave. But again, this is a part of sitting with our mortality, remembering that we are dust. So, you are probably going to find some of this repulsive, but I believe that's why Alphonsus writes this way, is so that we can... We can contemplate this body of ours and what we will become. We will become dust. From dust we come, to dust we shall return. Alphonsus is always quoting scripture, but in poetic ways, and he's always quoting the saints. There's a part of the selection that he quotes Daniel. They become like chaff of a summer's threshing floor. And they were carried away by the wind. Of course, this is kind of referring back to the dream of Nebuchadnezzar and the big statue and the stone that hits the feet of the statue and it just crumbles. It becomes like chaff and it's carried away by the wind. So, let's get to it. The body in the grave. But Christian soul that you may see more clearly what you are. Follow the advice of St. Chrysostom. Go to the grave, contemplate dust, ashes, worms, and sigh. Behold how that corpse first turned yellow, and then black. Afterwards, the entire body is covered with a white, disgusting mold. Then comes forth a clammy, fetid slime which flows to the earth. In that putrid mass is generated a great multitude of worms, which feed on the flesh. Rats come to feast on the body. Some attack it on the outside. Others enter into the mouth and bowels. The cheeks, the lips, and the hair fall off. The ribs are first laid bare. And then the arms and legs, the worms, after having consumed all the flesh, devour one another, and in the end, nothing remains but a fetid skeleton, which, in the course of time, falls to pieces. The bones separate from one another, and the head separates from the body. They became like the chaff of a summer's threshing floor, and they were carried away by the wind. Behold what man is. He is a little dust on the threshing floor, which is blown away by the wind. Behold, a young nobleman, 
who was called the life and soul of conversation. Where is he now? Enter into his apartment. He is no longer there. If you look for his bed, his robes, or his armor, you will find that they have passed into the hands of others. If you wish to see him, turn to the grave, where he is changed into corruption and withered bones. O oh God, that body pampered with so many delicacies, clothed with so much pomp, and attended by so many servants, to what is it now reduced? O oh, ye saints, who knew how to mortify your bodies for the love of that God whom alone you loved on this earth, you well understood the end of all human greatness, of all earthly delights. Now your bones are honored as sacred relics and preserved in shrines of gold, and your souls are happy in the enjoyment of God, expecting the last day on which your bodies shall be made partners of your glory as they have been partakers of your cross in this life. The true love for the body consists in treating it here with rigor and contempt, that it may be happy for eternity, and in refusing it all pleasures, which might make it miserable forever.